Let's turn our Bible this morning to the book of John, John chapter number 19, John chapter number 19, and we look forward to what the Lord has for us this morning, and I'm going to preach the message this morning from verses 25 uh, through 27, and uh, if that sounds a little familiar to you, of course, we're, uh, that, story, that chapter documents the crucifixion of Christ. Uh, but a couple of weeks ago on Mother's Day, I preached from this passage of Scripture on Jesus, the perfect child, and certainly He was. And while He was fulfilling uh, His heavenly uh, responsibility, He also fulfilled His earthly responsibility uh, by caring for His mother. Uh, but as I studied that passage of Scripture, uh, the Lord just grabbed my attention uh, at another character that was there, uh, at the cross, and that is the Apostle John, and we're going to preach uh, from that perspective this morning. Uh, and these truths have just captured my heart, and just uh, the Lord's been using them in my own personal life over the last several weeks. And so this morning, I'm just going to attempt uh, to share with you uh, some things that the, the Holy Spirit has pointed out to me, and I trust that they'll be a help to you as they have been to me. And as I continue to think on this and uh, ponder on this and study this. Um, I think the Lord ha is leading me into a uh, short little Sunday morning series on those who, who are standing there at the cross. And so uh, we're going to look at the Apostle John this morning and then also uh, look at some others uh, in the weeks ahead who are also there at the crucifixion. And so this morning, let's look at verse number 25 of John chapter number 19. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her, her unto his own home. This morning I've already mentioned to you from the the, the vantage that we will look at this passage of Scripture. But this morning, I've entitled this message, John, the Beloved Disciple. John, the Beloved Disciple. Of all those who were at the crucifixion uh, that day and who observed the crucifixion of the Lord, one that was there was the Apostle John. And I want to look at his life from this perspective this morning. Father, I pray that you would use uh, the Word of God today, use these truths, as the Spirit of God has impressed them upon my heart, uh, as they have uh, impacted me, may these same truths uh, be uh, truths that teach us, instruct us, and change us this morning, Father. I pray that if there's one unsaved, you would save them today, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Of course, we know what is taking place in Scripture. It's the crucifixion of our Lord. And may we never forget what Christ did for us. May we never forget the sacrifice that was made for uh, our sin debt so that our sin debt may be paid and we would not be uh, required to pay for our own sins. And certainly we are thankful for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and through faith that blood covers our sin and Christ paid our sin debt. Uh, can you imagine what it would have been like to uh, have been an eyewitness to that scene that day? Uh, the times that crucifixions had taken place and the, the brutal uh, nature uh, of that uh, form of execution. But to know one of the individuals who was crucified 
and in this case to have been a follower of his, a disciple of his. We looked at the perspective of Mary a couple of weeks ago being the mother of Jesus. We find in our passage this morning, and what I want to focus on, of course, Mary was there. And a couple of weeks ago, I pointed out how Jesus fulfilled his earthly responsibility as a son. And when he spoke to his mother, he acknowledged that uh, now John would be taking care of her, and he passed that responsibility on to the apostle John. And he speaks also to John, and he says, John, behold thy mother. I remind you that Jesus fulfilled this responsibility. His mother Mary obviously was a widow at this time and had nobody to care for her other than Jesus. It also, and I want to remind all of us that although Jesus was the Son of God, Mary was that human instrument by which God brought Jesus into this world. Jesus fulfilled his responsibilities as a son. He did not outgrow the responsibility to care for his mother. And he speaks to his mother, and he tells her that John would now be caring for her. And he speaks to John, and he gives John the responsibility of caring for his mother. Now I want us to notice in verse 26, when Jesus therefore saw his mother, and I want you to notice these words, and these are the words that I have not been able to get out of my mind, I have not been able to get out of my heart for several weeks, and the disciple standing by. He notices his mother and the disciple standing by. That disciple, the disciple John. John, who leaned, we read on Jesus' breast. John, the revelator. We read the book of Revelation, and it was John who the, the Spirit revealed the things that were to come. John, the beloved, as he's referred to. John, as the Bible tells us, the disciple that Jesus loved. Now, I remind you that Jesus loves every man that has ever lived. He died for every man that day. He paid the sin debt for every man. So it is obvious that Jesus loves the world. It is obvious that Jesus even loved those soldiers that crucified him that day. He loved everyone. But for the Scripture to acknowledge that the disciple whom Jesus loved indicates to me that there is a special relationship there. There is a different relationship that John had with the Lord and how the Lord felt about John that was not common to every man. And I remind all of us that Jesus loves us all, but our measure of love for him is different depending on our service to him. And John, through Scripture, bears out John loved the Lord. Was John a perfect man? Of, of course, he was not a perfect man. But we find John there standing by when Jesus acknowledges his mother. You think of the times when Jesus would go off and he would take a few of those disciples with him. That inner circle of you, if you will. Uh, the apostle John was always there. John, the beloved, that unique relationship. I find it amazing to me that of all the disciples, the mother, Mary, is there. It is John standing by. John was there. I, I point out this morning before we get into the outline that John was putting himself at great risk 
as a follower of Christ to be there with Mary that day witnessing the, the, the crucifixion of Christ. John, that beloved disciple. There's some things this morning, and I'll be very practical, and I don't, I don't know that I'll even take all my time this morning, which means I'll take that and then some usually. But uh, when, we, when I make the, the points that I believe the, the Holy Spirit wants me to make today, We'll let them speak to our hearts, and uh, we'll, we'll conclude the service. But I noticed several things uh, that, that the Lord has used in my own heart that I trust will be a help to all of us today when it comes to John, that beloved disciple. And let me remind you of the event at which we look at the Apostle John, the disciple John. It's the crucifixion of Christ. It's the most serious hour. It is the most dire of circumstances in the lives of those men. John had forsaken all to follow Christ. And now the one who he loved, the one with many times he had sat next to the Lord Jesus Christ. He had listened to the words of Jesus. He had a great affection to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now he's witnessing the crucifixion. And Scripture tells us, I remind you this morning, that you could not even recognize Jesus as a man. How difficult that must have been, but yet when Jesus addresses his mother, the scripture tells us there was the disciple whom he loved standing by. He was there with his mother. He was there with Mary. And it leads me to these truths I want us to see this morning. Number one, John made himself available. He made himself available. Uh, when we get to verse number 26, Jesus has not yet given him this responsibility, yet John was available for the responsibility to be given to him. I wonder how many Christians could have done more for the Lord if they just made themselves available. Sometimes we say, well, why didn't the Lord pick me to do that? Well, are you standing by? I, the, 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 the scripture shows that there was some pettiness among the disciples. They were flesh and blood like we are. And I don't know if this took place, but I wonder if some heard say, well, I don't wonder why the Lord did not choose me. Well, John was standing by. And oftentimes we look to God and say, God, why didn't you give me that responsibility? Why didn't you give me that privilege to serve you? Well, I ask you today in those difficult circumstances, in that hostile environment around the cross, are you standing by? As John stood by. If you study the life of John, John was a servant. John served the Lord. Many children of God today, they, they talk about how much they love God, but they do very little with their life to show that they love him. And Jesus even taught those disciples, show me with your life how much you love me. The greatest is a servant. John made himself available. He was a servant. Jesus had not yet passed this responsibility of his mother's care, yet John had already positioned himself by her side. I don't know exactly how they got there that day. I don't know if Mary went to John and said, John, would you take me there? I don't know if John went to Mary and brought her there. I happen to think that's probably what took place. But, but Jesus had not yet given the responsibility, but in many ways, John had already taken on the responsibility. John had already positioned himself next to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the disciples standing by. 
I wonder today, how much are you as a child of God making yourself available uh, to, for God to give you an opportunity, for God to give you a responsibility? Sometimes, even in a church like this, even as wonderful as a church this is, there are Christians who sometimes say, well, I just don't think the Lord has anything for me here, and I wonder if I go find someplace else to serve. Well, let me ask you, are you serving here? If you're serving here, you don't have to go find someplace else to serve. And typically, when someone needs to go find some other place to serve, it's because they're not serving where they are. John did not wait for Jesus to give him that responsibility. John was standing by. Let me tell you what we need in our world today. We need some Christians that are just standing by. I'm, I'm just standing by. I'm just waiting, and Lord, if you need me, I'm available. I'm there where you're looking. I'm going to be around. And and because he was there, it was very easy for the Lord to pass that responsibility on to the Apostle John. I wonder if John knew that if he was standing by, the, the, the opportunity would come. I wonder if his mind, Jesus saying, Behold, thy mother was just a formality because in his mind, he's already taken on the responsibility. Because in his mind, I'm not going to let Mary go untaken care of. You know, it would be a wonderful thing if God didn't have to track us down to get us to serve him. If we just said, I see, I see, I see a place to stand. I see an opportunity to, do, to make a difference. I'm just going to stand by. And if the Lord wants to make it official, He can make it official. But I'm going to take on the responsibility that is there that I can take on. And John made himself available. Let me ask you this morning, Christian, have you made yourself available to God? I hear this sometimes from young people. And you know the emphasis of our church is to reign up each and every generation, raise up every generation to serve the Lord. And I hear this sometimes. Well, God has not made it clear to me. Well, are you available? Are you standing by? Are you available? I have found in my own life and in the life of God's people, the more you make yourself available, what a coincidence, the more the Lord just happens to use you. The Lord just happens to give you an opportunity. The Lord just happens to to, to place a responsibility on you. And John made himself available. You want to make a difference? Stand by. You want to make a difference? Be be available to the Lord. You want to make a difference? Just decide. I don't know what I'm going to face, but but Mary needs to be there. I'm going to be there by her side. And I want the Lord to see it. And as the Lord fastened his eyes... On Mary, his mother. Oh, he couldn't help but see the disciple that John John was there, the disciple, the beloved one. There he was. And, of course, God knew he would be there that day. But I wonder if in the mind of God, he gave him a sense of satisfaction knowing John was there when he knew he would be there. That's just like John to be standing by. That's just like John to make himself available. Oh, when God would look at us, I hope he thinks of us. Well, that's just like so-and-so, just to make themselves available. And it's amazing, those who make themselves available, God will use. God will use. God gave that responsibility to John. God used John because was he the most financially able to care for his mother? We'll never know that. 
But did he have the mannerisms? Did he have the spirit that would, the personality that would blend with Mary's mother the best? We'll never know that. But we do know that he was just there standing by. John made himself available. Number two, it's obvious John was concerned for others. Try and place yourself, if you would, in the shoes of John. Scripture tells us there's times when John would lean over on the Lord. John was close, positioned himself close to Jesus. John loved Jesus. John had forsaken everything for Jesus. John, the beloved, John, the lover, had a very tender heart. It's obvious by his actions. John, no doubt, was grieving. John, no doubt, was frightened. There was things that he did not understand. Can you imagine what it would have been like for John to look at Jesus hanging on that cross and not even to be able to recognize him as a man? The hurt that he must have experienced. Some followers of Christ probably were not there because they were afraid. Some followers of Christ probably were not there because they could not bear to look at Jesus in that condition. Some followers of Christ perhaps were not there for some other reasons, but John was there. And it was obvious he had a concern for others because he was there standing by the side of Mary. I believe John's heart was broken. I believe John was frightened. I believe John was afraid his life was in danger being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I personally believe John pushed all that aside and he said, I wonder how what Mary is experiencing and Mary needs to see her son and Mary needs to get to Jesus and Jesus needs to see that she is there and Mary need, wanted to go there and I'll be there and I'll be strength for her and, and I'll be support for her. And it's obvious to me that John pushed aside his own feelings and he was concerned for someone else And he positioned himself to be some sort of strength for Mary. I find in this truth here the reason why many Christians aren't standing by. Because they're too concerned with their own problems. They're too concerned with their own burdens. They're too concerned... Pastor, don't you know what I'm going through? Well, I don't want to minimize what you're going through, but John was wise enough that day to say, I know how I'm feeling. I can only imagine how Mary's feeling. I know what I'm going through, but Lord, I'm going to position myself so if you see your mother, I want you to know that I'm right there by her side. He was concerned for someone else. And sometimes, Christian, you've got to put aside your broken heart. You've got to put aside your burden and realize there's somebody else carrying a heavier one. There's somebody else going through a greater battle. 
And if you'll put yours aside and put your focus on them, you can be used of the Lord. Quite frankly, I personally believe that the Lord gave this responsibility to John, at least in part, because he knew John cared enough about Mary that he would care for her. Maybe God does not give us greater responsibility because God certainly knows our heart. He certainly knows uh, what, what we're thinking. And maybe it's because we care more about ourselves than anybody else. Why would the Lord entrust us with the care of others when we don't care enough for others? But John put his own safety aside to be by the side of Mary. John put his own burden aside. I imagine when John stood there, because I'm certain that Mary had tears flowing down her face. I'm certain John had tears flowing down his face. But he was there with Mary. John was concerned for others. Friend, how much do we care for other people? Are we too, self, or too consumed with what we're going through? Too consumed. You know, we're, you know, we, we compare the things that we deal with to, to, the, to what these disciples and these examples that the Lord has set for us. We ought to challenge us. It ought to convict us. It ought to motivate us. As soon as there is a crisis, there's the opportunity for some of us to think of the first, the first person we think of as ourselves when John thought of others. What is Mary dealing with? Friend, let's make sure that we are concerned for others. Does that consider the fact that John was standing by number three? I must point out that John could be trusted. He could be trusted. The Lord is fulfilling his last responsibility as a son and trusting the care of his mother to another. That's a big responsibility. The Lord certainly is going to pass that responsibility on to somebody who he could trust with that responsibility. See, John had proven his character. And might I point out, I've already mentioned that John had placed himself at risk by being there that day. No doubt, there were many there that day who knew who Mary was and by association with Mary, they could figure out that John was a follower of Christ. If not, some there know who John was. We know that when Peter was watching afar off, that that damsel recognized his speech and associated him with the Lord Jesus very quickly. Certainly, this would be true of John. And certainly, if you show up with Mary, they're going to put you together with Jesus as he's crucified. It was not a glamorous, don't miss this, it was not a glamorous responsibility that the Lord was giving to John. This is one area the Lord has spoken to me in the last several weeks. There's too many times we as Christians are looking for a glamorous responsibility. When God just wants somebody to take the responsibility. He wants to use those who are just standing by. It was not glamorous in the sense 
that they are wading through the crowd and, and there they are feast, they're putting their eyes on the one that they loved and here is John trying to be some sort of strength for Mary and also let the Lord know that I'm here, I'm positioned, I'm taking this responsibility on. It was not a glamorous thing that many were lining up to do that day. You and I know as we look back, it was a great honor that was bestowed on John. But it was not a glamorous responsibility. Can I ask you a question this morning? Can Jesus trust you with a difficult task? Can Jesus trust you with a difficult responsibility? Can Jesus trust you with the care of another's life? Can Jesus entrust you with a ministry that affects eternity? Can Jesus trust you to be faithful in spite of difficulty? Can Jesus trust you with the care of his mother? And I know sometimes we say, oh, he can trust me with anything. Well, what's your track record? Are you going to show up at the foot of the cross? Are you going to show up when it's not popular? Are you going to show up when it's not easy? Are you going to show up when it's not pleasant? I mean... Now here comes the care. John had the care of his own mother. Now here comes the care of, of, of the Lord's mother. But might I also remind you that what others seem as mundane to us is important to God. This, 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 this hurts my head. To think that Jesus was on, on that cross and he, was, he had upon him the sins of every man that ever lived. He was very aware of what was going on. And the wrath, God's, God's wrath that had to be poured out on sin and the burden that, that He took upon Him was sin. And in the midst of all of that, Him being God and man, fulfilled His responsibility. Let's not lose in the greatness of what Christ was doing that somewhat in our mind perhaps not as important task, but how important it truly was and certainly important to the Son of God. Might, might I use this, this point before I move to the next one just to remind us, anything we do for God is important. I didn't say everything we do for God is glamorous. I didn't say everything we do for God, we get a pat on the back. I didn't say everything we do for God, we get acknowledged, but everything we do for God is important. However you serve God in, in whatever ministry of this church, it is important. If God has given you a task to, of spiritual responsibility to any other individual where they live in your home or He's given you some other opportunity to serve, it is important. And, and, and it's a reason why many will go their whole life unused by God in any meaningful way. It's because they are waiting for that important task for God to drop on them when there is all kinds of mundane things that God's just looking for somebody just to be standing by. 
God needs somebody to pray. God needs somebody to give. God needs somebody to go. God needs somebody who will just be in that ministry of encouragement. God needs somebody who will take the task of, uh, of just teaching two or three little children and, and realize it's life and death. God needs somebody to realize that that little task is important to him. John could be trusted. Can you be trusted with your post as an usher? Can you be trusted with the care as you work in the nursery? Can you be trusted as you teach a Sunday school class? Can you be trusted as you sing in the choir? Can you be trusted, mom, with those children that God has given you? Can you be trusted with that home, dad, that God has given you? Can you be trusted with the seemingly everyday, ordinary, mundane task that is very important to God? Because every task is important to God. And I mentioned number four. John took this responsibility personally. Let's read verse 26 and 27 again. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. From that hour, John took Mary to his own home. He did not leave the responsibility to anyone else. He did not assume that it was going to get taken care of. He's there near the cross, and by now we are very aware of what takes place. The Lord sees Mary, sees the disciples standing by. Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. And from that hour, from that moment, from that responsibility being passed, John took Mary home. To his own home. John took the responsibility personally. I don't think John ever fretted or John ever bemoaned, how am I going to care for this woman? I think John looked at it differently. Jesus entrusted me with this responsibility. I don't think there was ever a discussion of where is Mary going to live and how was Mary going to be taken care of? From that hour, she lived in John's house. From that hour, John took care of her as if she was his own mother. He took ownership of the responsibility that had been placed on him. Christian, how's your ownership of the responsibility? Now, if, you, if, you, if you feel like the Lord wants you to serve in an area and you say, I'm going to serve in this area, I think you've got to take it personally. I think you've got to take ownership of it. And this is what the Lord has for me. He took her under his own home. He didn't pass that responsibility to someone else. He didn't 
shirked that responsibility. How long did Mary live? Uh, we don't know how long Mary lived, but if you read in the book of Acts, in the upper room, Mary was there. Mary was apparently still an active participant in the work of the Lord. John took the responsibility personally. John's a little bit different than the average Christian, don't you think? What would cause a man to risk his own life? To stand next to the mother of his Lord. What would cause a man to put his dreams, his ministry on hold as he cared for the mother of Jesus? What would cause a man to incur this expense, to incur this responsibility after placing himself at risk and pushing aside his own feelings so that he could be a help and an encouragement? I'll tell you what it was. His love for Jesus was not like the love for anyone else. His love for Jesus was a real, deep, and abiding love. Can I just get to the heart of the problem this morning? The reason why Christians are not standing by is because you don't love Jesus like John loved Jesus. See, John had already forsaken everything. Can I tell you why? You're like, well, I just don't know if that's an opportunity. That's not what I expected. You don't love Jesus like John loved Jesus. Well, I know Jesus passed this on to me, but Peter, can you help me out this month? Come on, James. Why, why, I mean, James, you should take part of this responsibility on you. No, no, John knew that God gave him that responsibility, and he loved Jesus with a real deep love where he would give his life for him. If he would give his life for him, he would certainly accept this responsibility that Christ had placed on him. And quite frankly, the reason why Christians have to be begged to come to the house of God. Christians have to be begged to do anything for God. Christians have to be begged to get back to the house of God, to serve in any capacity, is they just don't love Jesus enough to do that. They just don't love Jesus like John loved Jesus. Hey, just because you want to wear a WWJD bracelet doesn't mean you love Jesus. If you'll stand at the foot of the cross while he's being crucified, saying, here I am, Lord, I'm positioning myself, I'm standing by. Whatever you need me to do, I'll take that responsibility. As a matter of fact, you, you passing to me is just a formality because I already see the need. I'm already going to take the responsibility. And he loved Jesus in a way that others did not love him. I just believe that we could serve and the Lord would give us something to do for Him if we loved Him enough to make ourselves available. Jesus didn't have to beg John to be there. 
John was there. Jesus did not have to promise him, now, I've got, I've got some investments, and all these are going to transfer to you. John loved the Lord enough that John would have gone without eating so that his mother would eat. That's the problem, friend. The reason why we're not serving is not because there's no opportunity, not because it doesn't fit our skill set, it's because we're not standing by. We're not standing by because we don't love Him like we should love Him. Are you available? Are you concerned for others? Can you be trusted with the task? Will you be personally responsible? If you look at the life of John, it's, it's an interesting life. Him having that close relationship to the Lord almost, not almost, gets overlooked when it comes to the disciples. You think of the, certainly the book of John we read from is very, very important. First, second, and third John were penned at the hand of this same individual. But you think of the book of Revelation, the things that come. John saw things that nobody else saw. And I wonder if there's any correlation to when God decided who He would reveal. The things to come. Oh, I love reading the book of Revelation. Because it tells us of Jesus as the King. Jesus as the ruler and the one that reigns over all things. And John got so caught up in the Spirit that day that those things were revealed to him to the point where if you read the first part of the book of Revelation, he falls and one had to come to him and say, and I paraphrase it's going to be okay. And the Lord himself, John got to see Jesus on this side of eternity like nobody else got to see him. I do not believe there are any coincidences with God. Could there be a correlation from the fact that John loved the Lord so deeply and John made himself available? And John, perhaps as the zeal of those men and the things that took place on that day of Pentecost and the church began to expand, John fulfilled his responsibility and certainly the Lord used him as an apostle. But when God wanted to reveal some very important things, He knew there was somebody He could trust. He knew there would be somebody having already been exiled to the Isle of Patmos. But once again, John was just standing by. And the Lord revealed to him things that no man had ever seen. Friend, as we look at the cross, 
and we look at what Jesus did that day, there's some great lessons to be learned from those who are standing near the cross. Certainly John is one we can learn from today. I want to just be standing by. Anybody, truth of the matter, anybody who's ever done anything for the Lord is because they were just standing by waiting on God. God will use you in a greater way, but you've got to be available. This morning, as we conclude the service, I, first of all, am concerned that, that everybody here knows for certain they're on their way to heaven. But Christian, this morning, are you available? Are you standing by? See, if you look at it from this perspective, they, well, God hasn't, God hasn't asked me to do anything. You haven't made yourself available. Make yourself available and see if He gives you responsibility. I promise you, if you come to this pastor and say, Pastor, is there something that I can do? I'll give you several things to choose from. Because there's a world that needs to be reached. There's a city that needs to be influenced. There's families that need to be helped. There's souls that need to be saved. There's other individuals that just need to feel like somebody cares about them, somebody loves them, but you have to be available. And not every responsibility are you ever going to get a pat on the back. Some responsibilities, nobody will ever know you were involved in it. But can I tell you, who will know? It's the Lord who will say, I can trust that individual with this task that is very important to me. And the reason why God chooses individuals is because when others aren't there, they're standing by. Standing by, pushing their own burdens aside, their own fears aside, their own sorrow aside, because somebody else, because somebody else who means a whole lot to my Savior is brokenhearted. What I'm feeling is not important right now. And you realize that everybody else, everybody we encounter in this world is very important to the Savior. If we push our burdens aside and be concerned with the burdens of others, I just believe that God would meet our needs as well. Father, I pray to use the message this morning.